You're listening to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. Thank you for checking us out. If you haven't subscribed or left us a comment, please do that. You can go to Apple Podcasts to do that. It helps with our ratings. We have sponsors talking to us. They want to track our ratings, blah, blah, blah. This week's episode is the Vail real estate icon and legend, Ty Stockton. You can't talk Vail real estate without mentioning Ty. Incredible, incredible guy. Crushing it out there. Has created this immersion theater technology where you can completely immerse yourself in the property tour experience while eating sushi in his office. He talks about that. He talks about the ups and downs of tough markets, the grinding 80-hour weeks, the workaholic, uh, you know, push to do more, 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 and learning how to pull back and spend more time on yourself. He's always about growing and learning and getting better and improving himself. School is in session. You can check him out anytime at his website, The Stockton Group Vale. You can also find him uh, on Instagram, Stockton, Ty Stockton Vale. Hope you're well. Hope you're all enjoying the holiday season. Listen to this episode as much as you can. School is in session. Ty Stockton, good to see you. How are things going up in Vale? Danny, it's awesome, man. We're right on the brink of kicking off winter season here, you know. Uh, Christmas tree lights holiday setting is here and uh, you know awesome. it's it's sort of like the the rocket on the launch pad in Houston right like here we go we're we always ready to take off season kicking off and well uh, I'm looking know, at that beautiful mountain behind you full of snow is the mountain open yet did it open or is we, it open yeah we opened Thanksgiving weekend we sort of awesome. limped into it it was a little little light but we had over two feet of snow this last weekend and um you know, that's uh, that's a powder day. So we shut down the work for the day and go ski and act like teenage kids again. And it's, <laughs> that's it's, so it's awesome. I can't yeah. wait to get up there. So it's tell me a little bit a about right of passage. You know, t- tell me a little about season. about what's going on behind you. For those that don't know, the immersion studio that you've developed and created, not only is that a beautiful visual that we're looking at but i know there's a lot of tech behind uh, what's behind you on your screen yeah well thanks for asking about that so we trademarked um this system called immersion theater and literally this room i'm sitting in is like a mini movie theater you know we have automation where we dim lights and lower shades and this screen behind me is a 4k resolution nine foot by 16 foot screen Maybe. and i i interact with it with an iPad. You can see I've got it sitting next to me. And what we've done is we've tied our entire MLS. So so all of our listings, we've got um, private exclusives through Compass that push through here and everything is dynamic in real time. So literally you can see I'm dragging my finger across. Wow. And those are listings? Screen. I can point to a listing on the hit there and it'll oh, give yeah. me the info. I've got 100% of the inventory. I'll go here. If I click on this building, it's going to do this really cool transition into the Solaris oh, condominium building. Incredible. It's happening over my shoulder. And these are exact digital twins of every um, building, condo building. And as I drag my finger, you can see I'm doing this 360 yeah. degree pano tour Amazing. around it. And Amazing. where the fun begins is I just clicked a button and I added everything in green as active inventory. And I can put pending in yellow and then solds here and when i do that now we can spin around Incredible. and we give everybody we get everybody a, a a chance to see so this residence is is pending 
and I literally can go in and that is that is a nine foot image. So what we do and everybody that is familiar in the real estate Amazing. world, you know, that first tour that you do, Danny, what I call the discovery tours when people go, hey, I want to, you know, five bedrooms, six baths, I, I, I can spend up to, you know, $10 million and I think in these neighborhoods and and we all build that like we all know we do. It doesn't matter if we're in, you yep. know, uh, Miami, Florida or, you know, Carmel, California. Um, we all kind of think about it the same way. And what I I did, um, I came up with this idea about five years ago. I said, what if we could contain that and we bring everybody in one room and we build that tour and I have a search bar on my iPad, sort of like you would do on the Compass website or Zillow or whatever. Yeah. And we start there and it creates a custom tour, but in the comfort of our room and we give them, I know you know uh, Nobu Matsuhisa, which yeah, is the top. Of course. Well, we have a Matsuhisa in Vail and we partner with them and we bring in, you know, world-class sushi and we've got oh, champagne and tequila full experience. and we just white glove them like crazy. And we'll do what used to take, you know, six or eight hours to run around and, and do our traditional tours. And we do it in about 30 minutes and we get to a short list and then we go see those one or two shortlist properties. And, and I literally can tell you a real story where I sold a $20 million condo. Come on. We started, we started in my theater and we had, an offer in on it in less than two hours and he oh. got it and he's like he goes that was the most amazing experience i've ever seen so yeah um that you know wild. we we uh I, I intended to do it just to have a competitive advantage in veil uh but i've since taken a big step back and you know created a company and we're going to scale this thing and um we'll launch our second immersion theater in turks and caicos compass doesn't have yeah. Uh, international offices yet, but um, coming soon, with, coming soon, coming <laughs> soon. I did see that announcement, but a good friend of mine, you know, I, my former life, I used to own the Sotheby's International Realty franchise in Vail. Okay, yeah, sold, sold that, and you know, saw greener pastures with Compass. Uh, but we're we're going to launch uh, Turks and Caicos in in uh, about two weeks, and we're looking at other strategic markets, and um, our clients love it, other brokers love it. Um, and yeah. we can get around the we get around the issue of um, you know occupancy rentals and things during peak time, the town will be full, and you know we all have these issues where uh, a yeah. seller wants to sell their condo or their house, but it's rented or that it's occupied, and we can't get in it. Can't and get so access. Our, There's people yeah, there our, for a month, right? And our failure <laughs> is rate is, is high. And we let people ski as long as you want. If you're an hour late, we don't care. It's not about us. This is about yeah. you. You come in, we'll have that sushi ready. We'll have that champagne and let's go buy a house. Right. And, yeah. and so we're having a ton of fun with it. And we do. You know, there's the green mountain. So that's summertime. So you got the summertime, summertime look. Yeah. And, and if I winter. go back, if winter. I go back, I'm literally toggling between summer, the seasons here, summer, yeah. winter seasons now. So. Um, what, really... That's the future, the future of real estate, which is now. I mean, you are executing on what we've all been thinking and talking about for a decade, but you're now doing it. Are you going to be licensing this or pushing yep. this as a product? As, you know, we are. That's yep. because I'd imagine most people are going to want this. I mean, how uh, could we, you not? I want it this way. Think about this. It's radically different. Like what we're starting to see. I, I had a hunch that once we create it, it's sort of like going into, you know, a Cartier store, like it becomes a marketplace. Buyers don't 
have to pick their brokers. They don't worry about who the listing agent is. They just come in here and shop for homes and we double side these things and the rest of our competitors in the marketplace go, what just happened? Yeah. And say, well, yeah. you know, and, and then with all this stuff that we were dealing with, um, with, um, you know, uh, the, the recent lawsuits and, you know, sort of yeah. bifurcating buyers and sellers, we believe we've positioned ourselves to have a massive value proposition for buyers where they can come in and I don't care if you're in Beverly Hills or, or New York City or Chicago or Vail or Aspen, what's the one thing everybody wants to do? They want to save time. Time is precious, right? Of and course. so we're doing that. You know, we're literally shaving off, you know, hours and, and hours, seven and a half hours. And, and, and what we, when we surveyed people, they said, oh, but I want to look at real estate. I want to look at them. And I said, oh, we will. But what you really don't want to do is look at the ones you'll never buy. And so we get that elimination process out of the way. Whittle it down. Rapidly. Whittle it down to the. And then we go, wouldn't it be great up. if you just saw the ones that you loved? And then you could choose between option A and option B and do yeah. it very quickly. And, and we send our agents with an iPad and we do, you know, DocuSign contracts. We have them all teed up. So if they're going to go look at two properties, we already have drafts of both. We can do comp sets on here too ahead of time. So Just they go in. Fully integrated. Literally, yeah, sit down on the sofa and go, you, let's plug in the price. And think and about the relation, the relationship equity, just being able to be face-to-face -face and having sushi and lunch. The nuances you learn about your clients and they learn about you, the connection so much deeper. Uh, what may take months and months and months could happen in an hour or less. Like it, that's mind-blowing. So I love it. So look, I'm going to rewind because this is a whole, this could be a whole separate podcast. You are the top broker in Vail, Colorado, high-end market, one of the luxury ski resorts and summer resorts. Uh, before we get into the, to anything else, can you give me a quick sort of one to two minute snapshot of the Vail real estate market coming out of the COVID boom, which was one of the most intense times for everyone, especially luxury mountain resorts. And now where we are today, as we're uh, in December of 2023, and things have changed in most markets. So just like a quick snapshot, not too detailed. Yeah, you know, and I can do that um, because it's quick because we are at historic inventory lows. And one of the things that we anticipated was some of these people that rushed in to buy these safe haven properties and right, these, these really high-end resorts. We kind of go, okay, the world's better. You know, I had my toy. I'm going to sell it. Yeah. That's not happening. I mean, okay, people are entrenched here. Our prices are actually still going up. Um, you know, of course, everybody is cost of money. Everybody thinks about that. But, sure. you know, I do 90% of my deals are cash deals. And that, that could be a, a $35 million home. You know, it's yeah. not, these are not, you know, low price deals. But um, we're at historic lows inventory especially in the condo in the core of village, it comes on the market and it usually has multiple uh, showings and offers the first day and they sell. And um, the, the, the high end homes above, let's say 15 million have definitely slowed to some extent. Um, you know, but we had to, I mean, the people were, you know, we, we used to sell uh, above 20 million. We would do six to eight homes a year in this okay. market. And uh, when when the pandemic hit, we did you know three times that, and we so now we're kind of yeah now we're, we've normalized. We're back there, and um, that that's actually a healthy thing because people can shop and and you know 
they're not going to get a big discount on price, but they, you know, they can do an inspection and maybe they get the take seller to work time. with them some and take a little time, which I, I think we would all agree that we hate to see our buyers just get run through the ringer, you know, Oh, like, it's awful. above ask, I'm not fixing anything. It better no, be cash. No, yeah. no investigation. Like it's awful. So get, tell me, so you're still saying that the bread and butter condo in town is still selling immediately at same or higher prices. So nothing, nothing significant. It's only just continued for, for your market. Yeah. And we're, we're breaking through ceilings still. Got we're, it. you know, four, 5,000 bucks a square foot for key yeah. real estate. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't know that it's going to end anytime soon until, you know, inventory comes on the market and then it sits for a while. I mean, we all know that game. If it sells fast, it flushes out a very select few sellers that are like, Hey, if I get a make me move number, I'll sell it and I'll move on, but I'm not super motivated right yeah. now. So we need, I'd love to see a little bit more balance in the condo market. The home market is, is, is better in that regard, but I don't see that changing a lot um, in the next 12 months looking forward. No, it sounds like, you know, 3,000, 4,000 a foot. It sounds like the same as Aspen. I mean, that's the kind of uh, high, high, ultra high end, rarefied air cost we're talking yeah. about. What yeah, and if you talk to our buddy, Stephen Shane, you know. Yeah, we, uh, he was on here a couple months ago. Yeah, we're pretty aligned in terms of our buyer and seller thought process. You know, it's a different crowd there than here. Ours is more sort of CEO finance. They're more you know, entertainment, but, yeah. you know, still they're, they're, they're uber high end buyers. And, and I would just say that, um, well, for example, Seville's, which is a big brokerage in Europe, yeah. they do their annual ski report, which just came out about a week ago. And, um, once again, this year, just like last year, Aspen number one on the planet Vale number two, right I mean, and that's over like, yeah. you know, Zermatt, Kirchevel, oh, yes. know, all Everywhere. those, all those, you know, um, really, you know, Swiss, Italian, my son calls bougie high end, you know, ski resorts in Europe. I mean, we're, we're outpacing them, not just from dollars and cents, but, but also they have a resiliency index where they talk about reliable snow and temperatures and all of that. It's a, it's a pretty cool, um, deep dive in the, in the resort mountain markets and yeah, Vail and Aspen are putting up these numbers for a good reason because the guest experience is very high. Now, I spent a ton of time in Aspen a couple times a year and I love the restaurants and the town element. And I know a lot of people don't like that. They'd rather be off the grid. I haven't been to Vail, but talk to me for people that haven't been to Vail. It, what is the town like and the amenities, the restaurants? Is it similar to Aspen or is it not at all? Well, Aspen has a bigger town. It's a mining town, just yeah. like most of the ski resorts are. Vail was, um, conceived in 1962 and not that long the valley where we're at was um was literally farming land lettuce and things and and these guys uh in the 10th mountain division back in world war ii when they got out of the war they discovered this incredible terrain which is the Vale of back bulge you know we have almost six thousand acres so we have a much smaller village with a much bigger mountain got it and so what has happened over time, we don't have as many of the high-end retailers because we just don't have as much of a footprint. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what makes Vail really unique from all the other resorts, including, you know, like Sun Valley and Telluride and Aspen and Breckenridge and Steamboat, all of those, um, 
you know, we are a pedestrian village. So it was built, modeled sort of in a Bavarian style, a European style. So walk everywhere. It's way family friendly. Like little kids can run out and, you know, you're not worried about stepping in front of a car and um, people find they love that, that quaintness and that, that safety. That being said, you know, world-class skiing, we have great dining, great shops. Um, You know, it, it, when I moved to Vail, uh, we didn't really talk about my background, but I moved here 33 years ago from a Wall Street career in New York oh, City. Wow. And uh, I looked at all these these resorts and Vail's kind of in the middle. So Aspen's an hour 45, Steamboat's an hour 45, Breckenridge is 45 minutes away, um, you know, Winter Park. I mean, we have all of these resorts, so I, we can literally do day trips and then, you know, come back to Vail. So um, it's a, it's a spectacular place to, to, you know, raise a family and, and, um, engage in, in, um, resort market real estate. Uh, you know, I've just had an unbelievably exciting career here. So there are a lot of full-time families, great schools. It's not just, you know, the people coming in second, third, fifth homes, or it's a little hybrid of both. It's definitely a hybrid. I mean, we've seen a lot over the last decade with, you know, broadband and uh, remote work and, 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 and just lifestyle, you know, like I was kind of a, a crazy, you know, out of my mind guy 33 years ago when I walked away from a Bear Stearns Wall Street career to go live in the mountains. Oh, we're getting into that. We're digging into yeah. that. We're going to do I was crazy, you know. So wait, I want to dig into that. But before I do, I want to just drill down one more little bit. So what is, how much is the, this is the, obviously a broad answer, but what is a bread and butter average, nice two bedroom, two and a half or three bedroom condo in town? Are we talking 3,000 a foot? Is that what it is? If it's 2,000 feet, it's 6 million plus or minus? Is that yeah, the bread and that, butter? You're in that that four to six million dollar okay. range for a two billion or two two bedroom condo. So a basic, you know, you know nice basic condo in town is going to be four to six million. So it's that's what I figured. All right, now we got to dig mm-hmm. into this background. How the hell did Ty Stockton from Wall Street end up in this beautiful ski town Vale? Uh, let, let's start start with how you even got to Wall Street. Where did you grow up? So you, I grew up in Florida. Okay, um, southeast. I was, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, he, he went to uh, college at Florida State University. Seminoles, so oh, I, they just got. They got, they took it on the chin. Oh, that isn't cool. Can you imagine? Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. I feel bad for them. Um, I'm still reeling from that. I'm I, sure I everyone in Seminole land is. Yeah. So I, I grew up there and loved Tallahassee and went to college there. But then when I get out, got out of school with an economics and finance degree, um, uh, you know, I I was fortunate enough. I met a guy named Charles Ross, who at the time was vice chairman, so second in command behind Donald Reagan, who used to be Secretary of State for Ronald Reagan, and and they were the two guys that ran Merrill Lynch. Oh, okay. And you had a connection to a big I, shot. I met him. <laughs> yeah, I met him in Florida, and he's like, you know, you you got spunk. Why don't you come up to New York and uh, you know what? Let's talk to some people and see if there's a fit for you in, in a career in New York. And um, fortunately, you know, I, I talked my way into, you know, a good career. And then I, I left Maryland and went to Bear Stearns and I was an institutional equity options trader. So okay. we traded these big, big blocks of options against underlying stocks. And I did that for five years and 
where the fun began is I started doing guys trips out to Colorado. And uh, I wasn't much of a skier, but had some friends that grew up skiing a bunch. And I came out here and absolutely fell in love yeah. with the mountains and, um, you know, kind of woke up one day and went, uh-oh, you know, what are you going to do? You got this yearning in your heart yeah. when you have this career. And this was before the internet and, yeah. you know, it's certainly, um, you know, I mean, computers were, were standalone at that time. So, so kind of by accident, I said, well, I'm going to take a break. Um, I got a really great job offer in San Francisco to go work for a big pension fund um, to kind of bring what I did there in house. And uh, they agreed to hire me and let me take a winter off. And oh. I came skiing and, you know, got just completely head over heels, uh, you know, swept off my feet with living here. And then a summer and then another, and then, you know, I, I called him, I said, I'm, I'm not coming. And so oh, you uh, fell in you know, love. I, I did. And, and, you know, my heart and soul was, was in veil. And I, I said, well, what do I got to do? I, so I, um, got involved in commercial real estate and it just wasn't robust enough for a career. So I transitioned over um, in 2005 into residential real estate. And okay. man, what a ride it's been. I mean, I, I can imagine from 2005 to 2024, yeah. where we are now. And um, I've met, you know, I mean, my who's who list of billionaires and of you know, course, multimillionaires. Yeah. And these people are so lovely. They're just excited to own real estate in these beautiful resort markets. So they're um, fascinating and intriguing and, and very um, respectful of my, me and my team's knowledge of this market. You know, we're really, I use that, that finance and analytics background. And, you know, we, we buy real estate right for people and we negotiate really hard and, uh, you know, that's how I became number one here is just really, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you see it in every market, the best ones do it better than everybody else. And yeah. that's how they become good because, um, you know, we're in an industry where there's a lot of sometimes brokers, right? They yeah. work when they want to work and they don't really know the inventory. And man, I got to say, this was, this is, this work to do it well is, was harder than my Wall Street career. I mean, we, people don't understand that. We they don't understand it all the time. Yeah, because no. they don't understand that to do it right, like we do it, is is harder than Wall Street. But so many people aren't doing it that way. They're part timers. They're half after. You know, majority of the people just do a deal here and there for their friends and family. But it's very yeah, different. I think, I think the people that follow the industry closely now, kind of as the dust settles on the pandemic, and then we have ongoing changes in the industry. Um, you know, knowledge is power and, uh, you know, being, having a comprehensive um, solution, like we're all fortunate enough to have with Compass with like, we're, we're, you know, top notch, rabid users of the platform. Like we use, I literally did four CMAs um, in, in a half an hour span before you and I jumped on the air here and <laughs> they're beautiful and we send them and, but, you know, sometimes brokers are going to get pushed to the wayside here, I think in the next, you know, uh, 48 months or so. I think we're, you know, we're going to get our due again when, when everybody was buying up everything and Uber drivers were selling real estate, yes. and, you know, yes. people were just grabbing. Um, I think it's going to change. I, I really do. And I think it, 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 it does it with, you know, every market cleans out the cycle cleans out a lot of the people, but I think it's already starting to happen depending on your market and price points and 
Um, so Definitely. tell me a little bit now. So you start, what were some of the challenges? I mean, the obvious choice is you, you made a full-blown lifestyle change and career change, but what mm -hmm. were some of those, the toughest times and challenges coming to a new area? I'm assuming you didn't have a network or family there, starting a new career. You know, talk us yeah. through that and then talk me through maybe some challenges along the way because soon after, you know, 2008, 2009, as your Wall Street buddies were uh, losing their shirts, you know, our real yeah. estate market crashed too. I wonder what that was like. So talk us through those first yeah. five years making that you know, transition. Um, it's kind of a funny story and I'll, I'll abbreviate this because I think I can make the point pretty well. When I decided to come here, I took a job at one of the high-end hotels as a concierge. Okay. Right? So I could ski a bunch and, uh, you know, I had a locker right near. I was like, I bought into this ski. Thing. You were I'm skiing, gonna... man. You were <laughs> skiing. Guy, yeah, and I wasn't going to stay. So it was like a winter of fun for me. Yeah. And I learned something really interesting as a concierge, like how to serve people and how to listen, right? And we kind of, I made up this team thing where we said, we're the can-do crew. And the answer is yes. Now, what's the question? Yeah. And, 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 and by being a concierge for uh, just a couple of winters, I took some summers off. I learned the inventory i learned the restaurants and the shops and and everything and so yeah I really kind of accelerated my knowledge of the market yeah. what an and education so, to do high-end luxury real estate yeah and and getting inside the head of, of these would-be buyers the um, consumer i mean i just listed a home for for a guy that owned a condo in that building 33 years ago i met him and we just listed his house for 30 million dollars and he's like wow. i'll never forget you how you took care of our family and i've watched your real estate career go and so you know uh humble That's beginnings nice. but it really uh, it wasn't i'm not going to sit here and tell the audience that that was intentional i just did it because i thought it would be a great job to be able to ski a lot but i i sort of um you know learned uh in, in sort of a back channel way um how to really serve you know luxury buyers and sellers and then to your point in 2008 right the whole real estate world stopped yeah right? the sky was um, i did a really stupid thing that turned out to be really uh you know a good thing for me is that i thought well real estate has completely reset we are at a floor and so i literally went to new jersey and sold myself to to start a Sotheby's International Realty franchise. This was before Compass was around, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I talked my way into it, and they're like, "Why would anybody? Everybody's trying to get rid of brokerages." And I said, "Well, you know, I built a career before this out of mitigating risk, yeah, and you know, buying at a low. So I literally got a franchise for free." The right? Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger model of right coming yeah, in know, when it's buy when everybody else is selling, selling, yeah. And, and then uh, an interesting thing happened when I, I got it, got the, the franchise, uh, Vail Resorts, which is the mountain operator for Vail and all these different Vail-owned properties, they were in the development game and they built a, a 79 condo Ritz-Carlton residence right at the okay. base of the mountain. And they were freaking out like, oh, the world's coming to an end. In the middle of this, and they I can't said, sell them. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I have an international reach that has never happened in Vail before. And we can sell these things. And, and through a lot of my sort of finance and analytics, we built 
you know, comparisons and we did a, um, like five fundamentals of why people should buy, uh, in a, in a down market. And, you know, we needed infrastructure and a strong developer and, um, you know, lending sources. And, and we were the, we started selling those things in 2009 and 10. And we were the, we were the best selling project in North America for two years running. And that, that saved me in a lot of ways because not a lot was selling, but these guys were real sellers and they were doing things like sellers, concessions and whatever you had to do. And because they were Vail Resorts, you know, I convinced them, give me lifetime ski passes to give away. (laughs) And, and they bought, they bid on that. And, and we did, and we just started crushing it. We were selling these these condos. Yeah. And so I condo get a lifetime pass. Yeah, I mean, what a great marketing pitch, right? So do you remember average price points of those condos at the bottom of the market? What those were, those were 1100, 1200 bucks a square foot. And, you know, now we're, you know, again, we're up over three, three, four thousand. And so all those people that bought, you know, they've, you know, they bought, you know, a condo for, for, you know, three and a half million and, and we're selling them for 10, 10 or 11 now. Oh. And I go, I go, you poor bastard. You know, you got yeah. lifetime ski passes. You yes. Got to own a place in van. Oh. Like you, what you a know, deal. You knocked it out of the park, you know, and they all look at me and they go, thanks for pushing a little bit because real estate was not very popular at that no. time. I said, no, it wasn't. But, but I, you know, we worked, I worked 80 hour weeks. I mean, it was yeah. a grind. We were, you easy. know, it's like baseball, you know, I said, Hey, the more at bats we get, the more we're going to get deals. And for sure, and I would, I would start with the developer, uh, representative at like four thirty or five in the morning, we would strategize and talk about things and rank units and do all this. And, you know, I was doing tours with people during the peak season at eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, and I'd come home and my wife was like, who are you? You know, where yeah, are you? you don't hey, even see it's each real other. estate it's real estate, you know, in a, in a terrible banking crisis environment. And, um, you know, we just got to work harder and, you know, it goes back to that story. Like this is a hard business, you know, and nobody cares if it got harder. It's like, can you still perform? Right. You deliver or not. We don't care how, if you're working harder, longer, less money, no one cares. No one cares. Deliver and execute. I always say, Danny, we're in the wasting your time business. So waste yes. away, right? Like, yeah, waste as much time as, as you want. You know, as long as it's your time, but yeah, they don't care if we're wasting our time. Your time. Well, and that's, uh, that's where this baby. Well, can you imagine like, if you had the immersion theater to sell out, you know, uh, the Ritz Carlton? Well, you know, so one interesting tidbit for your audience is that um, about, it's hard to say now with, with, um, entities buying real estate, but we, we estimate somewhere between 30 and 40% of all, um, uh, real estate owned in the core of Vail village is by Latin Americans. So Mexican wow. buyers, we have a massive Mexican, um, following here. And it's a, it's a safety thing, you know, coming from Mexico city, you come here and they, they love it. They can, you know, let their kids go out and play and ride bikes and, do their own thing and they don't worry about, you know, kidnapping no and, yeah. and yeah. And so, so, you know, during that time with the Ritz, I was flying down to Mexico city four or five times a year and literally with an iPad, even back then I was pitching people at breakfast and lunch and, and I was selling them off 
you know, an iPad when things started to improve. And I said, it's a time to get in. And every single one of those clients that bought the first three years in there, you know, have all thanked me. Like you, you, you really were spot on and it was very opportunistic. And, you know, we, we rose from the ashes as we all know and um, have recovered and have long since put that um, real estate crisis in the rearview mirror for in virtually every market. And then, and then we had the pandemic thing, which was at the, the other end. I mean, we had, I, I dubbed it the pandemic gold rush. Remember yeah. when, when, you know, when people first came to the, the they mountains. They wanted to get out of the city. They were all going to the mountains. They were chasing the gold rush, right? Yeah. So we called it the pandemic gold rush. You know, it was that same mentality. Like, can't get here fast enough. And buy it, buy it. Whatever the price, buy it, buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. It is the Mexican same. migration, the wealthy Mexico City buyer, is that a common thread through Colorado resorts? Or is it a Vail specific or, or aspect? I've never it's really very unique that. to Vail. Okay. I mean, you have your ones and twos in the other markets. Sure, but not like but a trend. Bail um, dominates it. Yeah, I, okay. So I mean, I would say, I, I don't know the I exact thought. numbers, but we probably control 90% of the Latin American buyers. Yeah, I, that's right there, because I've never, never encountered that. That's really interesting. So talk to me now about how your team is set up. I know you guys do an unbelievable amount of business. The price points are high. Uh, it's clear the thread of success from your finance and analytical background plus your luxury concierge experience plus your people person put those all together with a good work ethic you're going to have a successful career in most things but talk to me now how you've structured your team admin back office are there other agents is it just you yeah well you know i always like to start by saying you know i choose to partner with a company that i think i'm best aligned with and I give a lot of credit to Compass. You know, when Robert called me personally and said, hey, I want to launch Vail and I want to do it with you. He's like, what's the most important thing for you? I go, real legitimate um, service. Like I need a service level agreement with you that is quite frankly more important than, you know, maybe a little bit better split or yeah. whatever it is that you're trying to entice people because we're busy. And so I'm thankful and happy to, to report that Compass is, um, you know, extraordinary. I mean, they have talented people. For I mean, sure. we're literally doing a, we're literally doing a new development launch right now. And I've got Felipe, you know, out of LA. Felipe Hernandez, who I just saw a few minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were on a call with him yesterday. They're helping us do, you know, branding, you know, website launch, like all these things that I know how to do, but I used to have to go piecemeal that. And, and that's all in house. Compass yeah. is doing that in a very high level way. So, so first of all, thank you. Thank you for all that. They're amazing. My hat goes off to Felipe and his staff and everybody else. But then, you know, to your point, like, what does our team look like? Well, this business has become multi-layered in terms of regulation and requirements and, you know, social media and, you know, digital platforms and, and the ways that we have to expose these properties. So, you know, I wanted to not only appear to be really great in front of the curtain, which is what we pulled off with a lot of, you know, um, you know, bamboo sleeves under your fingernails, if you want, you know, to, to make people happy, you do whatever it takes. And that's yeah. those 80 hour work weeks. But I said, it's got to be a better way. It can't be complete chaos right. behind the curtain, which is kind of how the business has been for most people and continues to be. So I said, I want to really do something about it. So, 
um, I actually hired away from Compass and Robert was, was great. One of their top recruiters, she recruited me and sort of organically, I'm like, you're great. And she's like, you're great. And I said, why don't you come and be my COO for my yeah, team? Run the whole which thing. was pretty unique. And I took off a lot of that day-to-day -day operational stuff that I was burdened with. And uh, so we did that. And then, you know, now we, we have a team of seven people. So in addition to all of Compass's resources, I have my own director of marketing who I brought over from my Sotheby's realty days and she does everything just for us so she runs our social media yeah. and then we have an inside sales manager that works with the compass tc to make sure all of our i call it our dashboard but all of our transactions are all running smooth and the things that need to happen you know sure. the inspections and dates and deadlines they handle all that and we get daily summary reports and then patrick barrett who i hired to be my um sales assistant at the Ritz Carlton project wow. uh, 12 years all the ago, way, all the way from the beginning. Yeah. He's a licensed, fully licensed selling agent. And he worked along beside me for a while, but he's kind of doing his whole thing. And then he and I have shadow assistants that just do everything. Um, Chip is by me, by my side throughout the day. Uh, John is with, with Patrick throughout the day. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to make a big announce, announcement on a, another senior hire uh, in January. And we've got, um, you know, a half a billion dollars in sales production in our crosshairs. We're going to do Woo! that. And with, with the immersion theater, I've told everybody it scares them because I, I put big reach goals out there, but we <laughs> accomplished them. I said, before I retire, and you can see I got a little gray hair, so I don't have forever. I said, <laughs> between all of this infrastructure that we're doing and hard work by everybody and this immersion theater, I said, this team is going to do $1 billion in, in one Love calendar it. year. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And I, I think For we can sure it's it. happening. It's happening. It's happening. You know, like we, <laughs> we talk about it and, and it, it's part of our DNA every day and, but never without, um, you know, customers are always first. Our clients are always first. We got to serve right. them well. We're giving them sushi and champagne. We're already getting that part right. But yeah. good advice, sound advice and analytics and honesty, you know, like don't buy that house. I think we can wait. We can get another better one. Like, you know, you know, what's the what's the one of the biggest successes of top agents? It's referrals, you know, all I'm, referrals. I'm we track it relentlessly. We have a customized dashboard. And so I can tell you. I'm tracking 87% referral rate for 2023. Right. Right. And, and that's um, right. 90% is always about what I track. The, the, the phone rings off the hook and compass kills it like <laughs> yeah. across the country. And I, I, I gotta be honest for everybody listening. When I left Sotheby's, I'm like, I don't know if you can compete with that, those brokers and that sphere of influence and that referral network. But we're getting more frequent referrals and they're better quality referrals with yeah. Compass than I ever got with Sotheby's. And yeah. I'm proud to say that. And, and I didn't even I move hear over that here thinking that would be the case, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's like icing on the cake. I hear that a lot from different agents in different regions. And it, on my own experience, I've been referring out and getting and, referrals. And, yeah, and by the way, Danny, there's a, there's a huge Sotheby's alumni that is currently with Compass for good reason. So, yeah. you know... Yeah. Greener well, pastures. And, for sure. And, and every company. Yeah. And every, so can you share any 
fun or crazy stories that won't get you into trouble. I mean, I can't imagine some of the characters and situations that take place in those high-end, high-heated deals. But if there's anything that comes to mind that you want to share, the mic is yours. Well, you know, there's been, uh, I mean, we take uh, privacy and confidentiality very seriously, but of course, you know, I've been, that's why I say I've don't get the, yourself into trouble. I know there's a lot of yeah, well, uh, things we I've, find. I've, 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 one kind of funny story. It's it's sort of somewhere between PG, not quite R rated, but oh come on, enough. we want to push the envelope. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I literally walked into a condo uh, one day after appropriately knocking on the door, making sure everything was okay, and I walked in and there were uh, two professional athletes from different sports together doing their thing. And yeah, mixing it up. And I was like, whoa, I don't know if I'm more shocked that people are having sex in front of me right now, or it's like who it really well-known professional <laughs> celebrities of the same sex having sex. I was like, even better. I did sort of the backpedal out Like, of oh, I didn't see it. I, no, I didn't see anything. No one here. Yeah, all good. I'm all good. If Continue. you guys buy a condo, I'll keep it all a secret. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, we, we, that's a I good one. Yeah, I've, I've I've got, uh, you know, a couple of big music uh, entertainers. I've bought and sold real estate for that are terrific people and, um, you know, lots of CEOs and, 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 but just everyday people, you know, people yeah. that are in the garbage business. And what I love, I think, I think what I love the most is that they don't, none of them needs to own a place in bail. They do it because one, they, something good happened in their life and, too, you know, they, they want to experience this with family and friends, and they're just so awesome and so grateful. And I think you can agree with me that real estate is extremely personal. When you start embedding yourself in yeah. that, you hear so about their, their kids and their wives and their finances. And, you know, after a while, these Absolutely. people realize like, holy shit, I gave them like the Everything. keys to my world more yeah. than most people that, you know, at that level normally do. And that's, that's just awesome. And, um, you know, I, I am convinced that, uh, because of, you know, the market that I'm in, I've been very, uh, you know, like in Beverly Hills, you know, you just have, you see uh, amazing people from all walks of life. And we see the same thing here in a very, you know, um, uh, intimate setting, you know, yeah. and there's something powerful about that, but, I've, you know, I continue to have a ton of fun in this business and Good. Uh, it, it is hard work, but, you know, people appreciate what we do and we're, we're, we innovate, you know, we're, our team continues to innovate and I may be the gray haired guy on the team, but they all go like, you're the tech guy that just like, <laughs> can't it. get enough of it. And I'm like, we got to get better. We got to get faster. We got to serve our clients better. And it's fun, man. This business is fun. It's fun at times. Yes. Let me get into, because someone who has such a big business and such a big life, I like to find out, you know, do you have work-life balance? You know, what does that look like for you? Do you have a routine fitness morning thing? Is it family with kids? Like, tell me, with these 80-hour work weeks, and even if it's not 80-hour, the high-pressure work that we do, and obviously you're building out your immersion studio, and you're running this elite team, and what does life look like for you every day? And how do you keep things balanced in it? You know, what do you do? You know, this is, I was hoping you were going to ask this because this is one of my 
favorite topics to talk about because I think it resonates, especially with top agents all the yeah. time. It's like you can get swept up in this business. And yeah. and I admit it openly for a while there, I worked 80 hour weeks. I don't do that anymore. You know, like I, it's, I'm not effective at doing that. We have momentum so people know who we are. And I have a, a comprehensive team. So I'm proud to say I worked maybe two weekends this whole year in yeah. 2023. And I own a a ranch right on the Colorado river. Ooh, so, nice. you know, I'm big into fly fishing oh, and we have a, we're putting it. in a, a shooting range out there where we have targets. Oh, I need to come. Can, I want to fly fish and shoot. That sounds awesome. Uh, you literally can walk out, you know, and put your, your paddleboard right in the river and we paddleboard down and do sunsets come on. on any given day. We'll see. How far is that 10. from you from Vail? It, it's exactly one hour from oh, my house door incredible. to door. It's perfect. Like incredible. decompress and, and of course, I love skiing and I've climbed big mountains. I've, I've been out to Seattle and climbed Mount Rainier, you know, on a Ooh. glacier. And, um, you know, so I, I, I don't chase things quite that hard anymore because that, that's, uh, I don't mind the suffering still. It keeps me in good shape, um, you know, in, in terms of a exercise routine, you know, I'm not a gym rat, although, you know, I have a gym in my house and like to exercise there. I just think, you know, the healthiest way to, to think about your life is, is get after it, get out there and go for big hikes with your dog or your family. And, you know, my kids were both big soccer players. So I was on the pitch running around, kicking a soccer ball with them. And now my youngest 17 year old, he's a fist level Noram freestyle mogul skier. And so Ooh. I was <laughs> literally out skiing with him the other day. That's and, not good uh, on the knees. <laughs> Well, he's just got the fountain of youth. It's not yeah. good on my knees. No, you know, I don't have that same youth. But, you know, I skied with my kids over, you know, Thanksgiving break and my oldest ones at at Cal Poly in San Luis. Oh, Obispo. God, you have a, someone in California. Yeah. yeah, he'll probably end up in SoCal. You know, he likes San Diego, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, they're active kids. And, and, and that lifestyle that I chose for me sort of spilled over with them and and um it's been fun to watch i'm sure um growing up here when the pandemic hit and our kids could literally go out and and go hike in the woods or go snowmobiling or whatever and everybody else is on the 40th floor of a high-rise in new york yeah. city going what the happened? yeah you, know, you guys had happened? camp you guys had camp you were out in the wilderness yeah, we, skiing and we fishing were boy scouts man. yeah thing, awesome. you know and and I, you know, so I, I never take that for granted. I mean, literally, I'm I'm looking this way out through my immersion theater, and I look up and I see all the skiers and the ski runs you could happening. See it, and and uh, thank you for Compass for agreeing to to <laughs> give us this main and main location that we're based out of. And no, I'm the, look, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You know, I have I love a beautiful it. family and um, a great lifestyle and great clients, and I've been wildly successful at doing this and. And by the way, this kind of stuff is fun. Just getting on the air and talking. And if if somebody can learn a little bit about how I've approached it, love that. You know, yeah. it's it's love. It's great to tell tell stories. Any uh, any books that you would recommend to other people in the business or coming up, whether it's our business, any books or podcasts that you like, or things that you say, hey, this would be good for someone to read or listen to. You know. Um, it, it's interesting. I don't do a lot of, um, sort of, uh, you know, like split the difference. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I've read those books. books. I think they're, I think they're terrific, but you know, I, I tell people 
I, I don't endorse any particular book or podcast, but what I do is I, I, I think about what I, you know, what my needs are, you know, like right now, my big thing is um, longevity, you know, like, you know, when, when you have less runway in front of you sure. in your career than, than behind you, you start thinking about that. So, you know, I've been, you know, big into, um, you know, diet and, and fascinated. Um, I, I don't know if you, if anybody's ever seen the Netflix of mini documentary, watch it if you're into longevity, cause it's called the blue zone. Yes, and of course. Guy, yeah, yeah. I've it, watched it. I know all about it. It's fascinating to me. It's Optimizing your lifespan and living in certain and, regions and eating yeah, certain and ways. They, yeah. You know, eating weight and, and, uh, but they do a lot of what made me feel good is like exercise. Like I've just been out moving naturally. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these, these, uh, centenarians have absolutely have done. Just, just get out and do it. So that's a big fundamental been, block. Just moving, walking, yeah. gardening, whatever. That was a very common thread. Yeah. And I would tell everybody hundred or more. Um, yeah, I would tell everybody like, don't be afraid to look back in your life and, and challenge yourself, you know, like I, I took this year, I took three weeks off in different segments um, to go do some men's groups and work on myself. And I, I did some stuff on um, like childhood trauma, you know, yeah. I was fascinated. Like a lot of people go, Oh, I had a good childhood. Well, we all had some sort of childhood trauma. Oh, yeah. and I unlocked some, I, yeah, I unlocked some really cool stuff about myself, you know, and, and, Never You're being looking, afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Never being afraid to, um, regardless of what age you are, if you're in your 20s or 50s or 60s or whatever, like, don't you want to get better? Like yeah. I do. And, and looking in the mirror and saying, dude, you know, be honest with yourself. Like, you know, do you do this? Do you procrastinate or, or do you have certain fears or, or yeah. are you a workaholic? You know, like, or are you honoring, you know, your loved ones, like, are you intentional about those relationships? Are you emotionally connected? And, and by the way, when you do that, you become emotionally connected and you become a better listener with your clients. And, you know, like we love what we say, our team, we have a great team culture. We literally all love each other. We went out the other night, we had a few drinks and went bowling and, um, uh, you know, it was like very competitive and, and we all went home. Yeah, you know, we had a car service. So if anybody's listening, we we did do some drinking. Did it right. We, we did it right. We had Safe. a car. Drove Safety home, first. <laughs> Safety first. But everybody showed back up into work and going like that's just so awesome. And yeah, that's being recharged. Intentional. You. That's being intentional about you know um, uh, you, you know what you want out of your life because this business can be all consuming and. Um, you know, so to answer your question, I, I listen, you know, I like Joe Rogan. I'll listen to some of his podcasts, you know, um, Love but I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not married into sort of one lane, you know, yeah, it's you, like, you're uh, learning from wherever you can learn. You're open to it. You're looking, being intentional, trying to continuously improve, get better, open your mind. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and by the way, spiritual, you know, like, um, I got into meditation a lot this last year. Yeah, and it ch it changed my life, and and fifteen twenty minutes a day, like quieting all the noise, and huh. um, I, I I will tell everybody that's listening here, I uh, did a little diet change and got into meditation, and my average 
hours per sleep a day for the last two decades went from about five and a half hours to um, over eight hours a day now. Really? And um, yeah, and, 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 you know, meditation is, meditation is real people. It is real. It's a mindfulness to just, you know, in our business, we have a constant bombardment with checklists and follow-up and all of that. Coming out of it all the time. Yeah. Wake up at three in the morning and my list would start going, and I would push it back because I was like, it's sleep time. And what I learned is through mindfulness is just open up this funnel and let it, just let it, it turns out if you let it come at you, um, the same way that you can't hold it back, you can't keep it from coming and, and moving through you. Yeah. And I started doing that and I had uh, tinnitus or tinnitus in my ears. I resolved that too. I said, stop, you know, freaking out and saying, I can't stand this ringing and let it happen. And by the way, I did it all with no drugs, right? There's no drugs. There's no therapy. It's like just anybody can wake up in the morning 10% happier is an app you can download. Okay. I like, I've heard of that. Yeah. They have podcasts. What I love is this guy that runs it was a lot like me, a former finance guy, you know, he's in that. So he wasn't like, you know, the Dalai Lama. This is a guy that's like, and he, (laughs) yeah. And he does podcasts with, you know, of course uh, I know it celebrities and, and, you know, psychology, everything, you know, and, and um, it just everyday people, you know, um, finding the simplicity and, and mindfulness meditation. So are you, I, I are you doing it with an app? Are you doing the mindfulness with an app? Or are you just sitting quietly on your own or both? Well, as with anything, you know, it can evolve. The more you yeah. do it, the better you get. I do it with the 10% happier app. I'm okay. not endorsing them. You're I'm not sponsored. Saying, I should get them yeah, to sponsor calm, the show. Calm is out there. Right. <laughs> like on this YouTube channel. I'm gonna, you know, read below. You're yeah, Headspace, Calm. There's a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, I don't have any dog in the in the race. You know, there's a lot of good ones. Find one that you like. But it was a way to kind of get started. And um, this guy um, uh, just really uh, taught me the simplicity in the beginning of just sitting quietly. And you know, speaking of my ranch, I would literally put my headphones in and my phone, and I'd sit out there by the Colorado River, is floating oh. by, and you know, shut my eyes and, and have those quiet moments and, you know, all those, those ions that emit from the river. I mean, what a year for me, it's just been Sounds life like altering. It. And so, and, and by the way, I was terrified in the beginning, like if I wasn't working weekends and, and I wasn't putting 110% all the time that my business was going to go like this. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to quietly have one of my best years ever this year. And Letting go, you you do better. <laughs> work less, you know, yeah, I was more productive and my clients just see it. They're like, you just seem like really with it, you know. You, you are it, just so. dropping wisdom and knowledge. I love it. This is wonderful. That's another wonderful thing to hear about sort of investing in yourself and letting go of that workaholic have to go, 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 yet you're getting better results when you do that. You're pulling back and thinking more about, you know, healthier things and yourself yet your business is continuing to rise it's not going down yeah such yeah, a great my team lesson. is seeing they can step into more opportunity right like so it's great for them too and my my family sees it wow you know you're so much more engaged and you know you're taking time off and we appreciate that and uh it just all you know is clicking um you just got to have that leap of faith that taking care of yourself is just as important as taking care of other people, you know, right there. That's it. 
I love that. I will literally, I will literally wrap up with you. Yes. You know, 128 and veil. And when we're done, and by the way, I could do this for, this is fun for me, but I'll literally walk out and go take a two hour vacation. I'll, I'll strap on my skis. You can go ski a couple um, lifts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's right out my front door here. I walk up there. Damn it. I'm jealous. Go, go and then be back in here. Sitting at your desk an hour later. Yeah, you know, I got, you know, thank goodness for Apple. I got my AirPods in and they call me on the lift and I'm like, I'll either want, I'll either, you know, my dad told me a long time ago, a phone call is merely an invitation. It is not an obligation. So sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm not answering it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, hey, this could be a good call, you know? So um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's taken me a while, but I, 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 like I, I bet I it doesn't, it that doesn't out. happen overnight to have the confidence yeah. and, you know, to, to, to let go and not feel like you're, you're going to miss something. Well, thank you for sharing. Anything else before we go that you want to say? Any other uh, advice or thoughts or anything at all? And you've shared so much. Uh, it's like a sage <laughs> breaking uh, things well, down. The only thing I would say is that, um, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, there's a lot of buzz in the industry about what's going to happen and the market and, and yeah. the economy and all that. And I would just say, if you if you care about this business, just keep working hard. Um, sometimes it gets real easy, like it did in the pandemic, at least in terms of a lot of sales. Although that was, I don't want to go back to that anymore. I, I worked way too much, but you know, don't lose your confidence. Don't get frustrated. Just you know, one day at a time. I love what Robert said: is get one percent better every day. And if you do that, at the end of the year, you're three hundred and sixty-five percent better. People. It's Think not complicated. That. Yeah. You know, one percent better and 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 be positive. You know, we're in a very um interesting business where it's easy to get down, but people rely on us to be upbeat, not you know, high in the sky BS, but you know, Beverly Hills, Vale, like most of the, the places that Compass operates in, these are blue chip markets. You know, you're in a great market. So be positive and yeah. show up and, and innovate and and be that next thing that people need to unlock that that real estate equation. That that's what I would say. And it in slow times you got to figure out what's next. In good times, you got to figure out what's next. But be ahead of that cycle. Don't be part of the cattle and and do what everybody else was doing. Pick up the phone, call Danny Brown, and say, <laughs> What are you hearing, man? Hi, what are you hearing? Stephen Che, what are you hearing? You know. Um, Liz Hogan in Miami, what are you hearing? You know, like there we're out there. Yeah. You know? Share, share the info. Call us. We will, we will all answer the phone. I don't care whether we're doing 10 million a year or, you know, 400 million. Right. Like, you know, we all, we all want to share knowledge and best practice. And, and I just love that, man. I, I love too. just giving back and, and, uh, um, help, helping everybody get better and, and unlock, um, something. I mean, this, this was a brainchild of a lot of different ideas I'm that, sure. that I can't wait you know, to come check that out. <laughs> do some fly fishing, check that out, do some skiing in the winter. Man, thank absolutely. you. I, you know, it's been, I think two or three years I've been trying to get you on this show and I'm, I'm so glad we made it happen. We'll have you on again. There's so much to talk about, but you, you crushed it, man. I love having you and look forward to seeing uh, you and Prado, talking more soon. You're the best. Yeah, you're awesome. And thanks for being appropriately persistent. You know, ah. just, Going a lot of different directions. We all but, got a few things going it. on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is it's a it's a real privilege and an honor to be on your show, Danny. Thank you, and um, and I had a ton of fun 
chat Me with too. you, man. You're easy to talk to and uh, great questions and great insight. And um, just, yeah, just, just happy to be doing this. So thank you. Ty Stockton Vale, you heard it here first on the deal. Hey, we'll talk soon, Ty. Thanks, brother.